Today in Business from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy to use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60 day trial at shipstation.com slash tech news. That's shipstation.com slash tech news. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. The Binance crackdown will be an unprecedented bonanza for crypto surveillance. Binance's settlement requires it to offer years of transaction data to U.S. regulators and cops, exposing the company and its customers to a 24-7, 365 days a year financial colonoscopy. By Andy Greenberg. One attraction of Binance as the company grew from its 2017 founding into the biggest cryptocurrency exchange in the world was the firm's freewheeling flouting of rules. As it amassed well over 100 million crypto trading users globally, it openly told the United States government that, as an offshore operation, it didn't have to comply with the country's financial regulations and money laundering laws. Then, late last month, those years of brushing off U.S. regulators caught up with the company in the form of one of the most punitive money laundering criminal settlements in the history of the U.S. Justice Department. The crackdown doesn't just mean a chastened Binance will have to change its practices going forward. It means that when the company is sentenced in a matter of months, it will be forced to open its past books to regulators too. What was once a haven for anarchic crypto commerce is about to be transformed into the opposite, perhaps the most Fed-friendly business in the crypto industry, retroactively offering more than a half decade of users' transaction records to U.S. regulators and law enforcement. When the Department of Justice announced on November 21st that Binance's executives had agreed to plead guilty to criminal money laundering charges, much of the attention on that settlement focused on founder Changpeng Zhao giving up his CEO role and on the company's record-breaking $4.3 billion fine. But Binance's settlement agreements with the DOJ and the U.S. Treasury Department also stipulate a strict new regime of data sharing with law enforcement and regulators. The company has agreed to comply with regulators' requests for information, a term that carries none of the evidence or suspicion requirements necessary for obtaining a warrant or even a subpoena, to the point of producing any information, testimony, document, record, or other tangible evidence. 
Binance has also agreed to scour all of its transactions from 2018 to 2022 and file Suspicious Activity Reports, or SARS, for anything it deems a potential violation of U.S. law from that five-year period. That SAR look-back means the company will now be actively scrutinizing its customers in retrospect, not just passively assenting to regulators pouring over its databases. Those SARs are collected by FinCEN, the Treasury Department's Financial Crimes Division, but then made available to law enforcement agencies from the FBI to IRS criminal investigations to local police. And all of this new scrutiny will be overseen by a monitor firm chosen by the U.S. government but paid by Binance, an in-house watchdog assigned to make sure Binance is complying in good faith. I don't think Binance's customers have the slightest clue of the ramifications of this plea and consent decree. It's unprecedented, says John Reed Stark, who spent 20 years as an attorney at the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, or SEC, including as the founder of its Office of Internet Enforcement. If they're a drug dealer or a terrorist or a child pornography peddler, they're going to get caught. He describes Binance's agreement as a 24-7, 365 days a year financial colonoscopy. One U.S. prosecutor who asked not to be named because they weren't authorized to speak to media about the case calls the degree of access to Binance's records described in the agreement kind of crazy and remains in disbelief at the idea of Binance abiding by the settlement. I don't know what kind of business would want to operate while allowing that much government oversight, especially one that's deliberately staying out of the U.S. so that they're not under our nose, they say. The other option must have been really bad. If Binance does comply, however, the prosecutor adds that it would be a game-changer in taking down transnational syndicates doing evil deeds worldwide and trying to shield those crimes by using cryptocurrency to move money. Binance's chief compliance officer, Noah Perlman, tells Wired that Binance has collected know-your-customer information on users and cooperated with U.S. law enforcement on data requests for the past two years. He added that all reports to the monitor firm inside Binance would be confidential, as in not shared publicly only with the U.S. government, and that it would continue to abide by data privacy laws in the jurisdictions where it operates. But Perlman also says he's excited for the new era the agreements represent for Binance. I feel like this is a great opportunity for Binance to set the standard for what compliance in this industry should look like, he says. For the general community, removing concerns of illicit finance in crypto is one of the most important things we can do to drive mainstream adoption. Hopefully, the vast majority of users will feel that there's assurance here, that the funds are safer than ever, and they have nothing to worry about as long as they're not part of the very small, small group of users that use crypto for illicit purposes. While Binance's new radical transparency may be welcomed by law enforcement and regulators, its users and advocates of financial privacy may not be so pleased. Human Rights Foundation Chief Strategy Officer Alex Gladstein calls the settlement an overreach that he believes is part of a U.S. regulatory effort to set a precedent for crypto as a whole. They're going to try to force people to use these regulated platforms where everything is monitorable, Gladstein says. He adds that Binance is an unsavory corporation, but still, it's alarming what the U.S. government is doing. Digital civil liberties nonprofit the Electronic Frontier Foundation, too, has historically called on cryptocurrency exchanges to stop giving up users' transaction data to law enforcement and regulators without notifying those users. Now the Binance settlement could create perhaps the most extreme case yet of that crypto exchange data sharing, giving the U.S. government wholesale access to the records of a crypto hub 
that at some points processed billions of transactions a day. EFF is increasingly worried about law enforcement turning to intermediaries such as cryptocurrency exchanges and hosted wallet providers to obtain sensitive user data, the EFF's cryptocurrency-focused attorney Marta Belcher wrote in a 2020 blog post. The fact that the transactions are made through cryptocurrency rather than through traditional financial channels indicates that the transactions are more likely to be sensitive and that the person making the transaction may be turning to cryptocurrency precisely because of the privacy protection it provides. That argument may apply particularly to Binance, given its early reputation as an offshore exchange that didn't bow to U.S. government data demands. In fact, some Binance users may not have considered the risk of their data becoming available to crypto investigators in the new settlement, in part because Binance has, at some points, collected far less data on its users than other exchanges. Part of Binance's appeal to users has been that for years, it asked only for a user's email address to set up an account. One of its many now-admitted violations of U.S. know-your-customer requirements that led to last month's crackdown. But U.S. law enforcement has proven that even troves of exchanges' data that lack users' names can nonetheless be highly revealing of their financial history, especially in combination with blockchain data and information from other exchanges that usually do comply with know-your-customer laws. In the case of the Welcome to Video Child Sexual Abuse Materials Dark website in 2017, for instance, one alleged abuser was identified and arrested after his email address was tied to an account on the cryptocurrency exchange BTCE, which authorities had seized months earlier. In another case, BTCE's data allowed IRS criminal investigators to identify a hacker who had taken nearly 70,000 bitcoins from the Silk Road dark web drug market, worth more than $3 billion today, and then track them down and seize the funds. Though BTCE didn't collect users' names or other identifying details, its data still served as the missing link in both those cases, just as Binance's no doubt will in many more investigations to come. Assenting to have U.S. regulators comb through its data for a company that spent years resisting regulation may be a severe culture shock, says Stark, the former SEC attorney. He says he won't be surprised if the company ends up violating the terms of the agreement, it's like taking someone who's been a drug addict for a decade and drug testing them every day and thinking that they're not going to try to sneak something in, he says. Ultimately, with enormous fines and criminal sentences hanging over the heads of its executives and worse punishments if its settlement falls through, Binance may not have a choice about bearing its soul to the U.S. government. Neither, whether they know it or not, will its users. Thanks for listening to Wired. My name is Zeke Robison, and for more stories just like this one, visit us at Wired.com. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more business news at Wired.com business. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.